0: Places Together. Here we believe that our lives are connected to one another and rooted in God's inclusive and expansive love for diverse creation. I'm Colleen Montgomery, Pastor of All Places Together, and your podcast host. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. I've got a story for you a story called Caring Together. Um, can we talk about Bruno? Has it been long enough? Have all of you parents of dear little ones who would only watch and listen to Encanto for the better part of 2022 recovered? Because if it's okay with you, I think I'd really like to talk about Bruno. Well, actually, I'd like to talk about the whole Madrigal family, because their story is one of the most stunning examples of what I can think of, what it means to care together. Over the past few weeks here at All Places Together, we've been exploring why we do life together, with whom, and now we're into the how, the things that we do together in faith. Last episode was about growing together, and this week is about caring together. And I mean more than just the emotional care. I mean as in giving care, intentionally tending, putting love into action. In case you somehow managed to miss Encanto or only watched it once, let me quickly recap the film. A young couple flees from violence in their home village in Colombia and seeks refuge in another place. They have three children, and as they are fleeing, the father is killed, and the mother goes on alone, taking the three children with her, and together they build a new life. And as the children grow, when they turn five years old, they are bestowed a special gift, and their gift helps to take care of the family and also the village that grows up around them. As adults, two of those children get married, and then they have their own children. And the story kind of centers on Mirabelle, who's one of the granddaughters who doesn't actually get a gift when she turns five. She's a preteen or an early teenager during this story. But really, each family member is important and has their own journey within the film each in their own way, becomes defined or confined by their gift. Luisa, the super strong one, feels like she has to do all of the heavy lifting all of the time. Isabel, the one who can grow plants, has a case of perfectionism that I can relate to on far too deep of a level. And Bruno, the one I asked if we could talk about, is actually cast out from his family. They don't talk about him because his gift of prophecy was too much and it was too messy. I think in some form or fashion, we can all catch a glimpse of who we are within some member of the Madrigal family. It may be the pain of being separated from family, regardless of who initiated that separation or why. It may be a feeling of being out of balance for how you look after others versus how you look after yourself. Or maybe there's something about one of the other gifts that just seems to speak to who you are. One way of thinking about the struggle that the Madrigals face and one that we all face too is mixing up identity and vocation. Thinking that what we do is who we are. Instead, I think they're two very separate things. Identity is who we are. But I believe that each of us is a child of God, created in God's image and loved unconditionally. The intersections of our identity are different parts of God's expansiveness. Our bodies, our minds, our hearts are each unique in the combination that they are. And now the word vocation is probably one that you may not be as familiar with. It has lots of different definitions in the world. The root of the word comes from Latin to call. But growing up, I heard the word most often when talking about non-college degree programs, like the vocational polytechnic institute was the place that you could go to learn car repair, taking care of HVAC systems, or hair and beauty. Once I hit seminary, everyone loved the Frederick Buechner quote, a vocation is where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. But I actually think gladness is like a really tricky thing and a moving target and not necessarily something you can like build your work around. So I've come to really appreciate the definition provided by Drew Tucker in his book 4D Formation. You may recognize his name because Drew was a guest here on the podcast in summer 2021. Drew defines vocation as any meaningful, life-giving work you do for the world. He goes on to define meaningful as actions with integrity, value, and purpose. He explains a very Lutheran concept of having multiple vocations, that there are many meaningful things That we do for the world, in our families, in the places that we call home, in our workplaces, and in the wider community too. Drew makes a clear distinction between identity and vocation that is so important. He spends a whole chapter on it, and I just want us to be clear that those two things are separate. So that as we spend the rest of this episode exploring what our vocations are, the things that we do to care for the world, I want you to remember that you are loved for who you are, a child of God, and that's not based on what you do. What we do is how we share love in the world, not how we earn God's love for ourselves. Let's examine the places in which we do this meaningful work, the type of work that is done there and how God sees us there. And as always, your season of life, age, occupation, relationship status will have an impact on what this looks like for you. We'll start at home. The places we call home, whether they are houses, apartments, condos, dorm rooms, or a single room in a bigger residence, are important places where we take care of ourselves and take care of the people in our most inner circle. While not necessarily done together, the intentional caretaking you do for yourself is a way of honoring the reflection of God that is in you and also allows you to be healthier in the world for all of the other things of life. Sarah Bessie in her book, Miracles and Other Ordinary Things, talks about self-care as not just pampering yourself, but as taking care of yourself as a loving, intentional mother would. She is a mother herself, so that's a metaphor that feels at home for her. This includes doing things that you may not always want to do for yourself or don't feel like luxurious self-care. This could include eating real food. Drinking water, making your space safe, clean, and functional, moving your body, and having time away from screens. A lot of this happens at home, and some may be done with the people in your life that you live with, neighbors, or even friends. But a lot of this is just loving yourself and showing up for yourself well. Depending on your situation, you may also live out any number of relational or career vocations at home too. Raising children is a vocation, and whether you have an additional paid employment or not, raising children is full-time. I see y'all working at it all the time. If you live with a partner, spouse, or roommates, you're also showing care in those relationships too. You're caring for each other together. You may also caretake for other family members or even pets. Fostering children and animals in our homes is another way of sharing God's love in the world. For many, home is also the place where they have their career as well. This is especially true in a post-pandemic world. Whether working from kitchens, elaborate home offices, studios of any variety, or from the farmland that surrounds their home, people live out their career vocations. Whether doing business, teaching, creating, or growing, meaningful work for the wider world is shared out from our homes. Sometimes working with people in person in our homes and sometimes gathering online or in other virtual ways. We're still working together. And also a special shout out to homeschooling families who blend the vocations of raising children and teaching. Y'all are doing amazing work. Beyond the places we call home, we also care for people and the world itself in other ways too. Depending on our age, family situation, how your body works in the world, and our financial situation, our daily work looks very different from one another, right? And that's a good thing. Communities needs all kinds of people doing all kinds of different things to thrive and survive. We can't all do the same job. We're all meant to do different things. For students of any age, their daily work is usually centered on learning in classrooms, in labs, and studios of all sorts. The littlest students may be focused on learning the basics of life, communication, how to learn, how to interact with one another, and just kind of the basic facts of what we know about the world. Older learners may be focused on a particular skill set or knowledge base for either a practical purpose or for a degree. I think about beauticians and estheticians learning the skills of hair and skin care or welding apprentices learning their craft as well. College masters and PhD students go deeper into an academic approach, likely with a solid dose of practical skills too. Beyond school, there's all sorts of paid work that may or may not feel like vocation to people. This work can be outside in the world or inside any number of types of buildings. For some people, work is just work. It doesn't necessarily feel like some sort of deep calling or something that adds a whole lot of meaning to their life. It might just be a way to make money to survive and fund the other more meaningful parts of life for them. And there's nothing wrong with that. On the other hand, others may feel a deep sense of calling to their paid work. They find meaning and life-giving value in what they do. I love hearing the call stories of people who are passionate about teaching, designing buildings to be accessible, serving their communities through government, whether that's elected or non-elected work, lawyers who want to seek justice for their clients. Whether your paid work feels like a vocation or not, I do hope that you find ways to share God's love through kindness and seeking justice in your workplace and learning institutions. Now, older adults may not have paid vocations anymore, right? They are retired oftentimes. Instead, they may engage in family vocations, taking care of children or adults within their wider family unit. Or they may also volunteer their time and ability towards unpaid work in their communities. And this is, of course, something that people of any age can do, children and adults alike. Volunteer vocations are a powerful and life-changing way that people care together for particular people experiencing need and make an impact in the lives of others. And more often than not, the person who is volunteering also is impacted in a meaningful way as well. I recently attended an event where they collected over 400 handmade teddy bears to give to children who are testifying in court cases of abuse. These bears will help the children to feel more secure during a very scary experience. I also know that the women who made these prayers, it was a women's organization that was hosting the event, I know that these women had fun making the bears, that they shared stories while they were sewing, and that they grew in their relationships, too. Others live into a vocation of advocacy. They show up at demonstrations, legislative houses, and county meeting rooms, To represent and tell their own stories, as well as to show support and add their voices to those who are being oppressed or marginalized. They may also provide support to those who are on the streets or in the meetings if they're not able to do that themselves. Maybe they're sharing food or water to those who are marching. One of the ways that I care together with the wider community is through being a sorority advisor, and it's really meaningful work for me. Yes, like I help with paperwork and teaching recruitment chants, but the most important work of what I do is showing up for them, listening to the women, helping them make decisions and reminding them of the bigger picture. I remind them that they are strong and smart and loved and loving. Like I do tasks and certain things, but mostly I'm just with them. I show them that I see them, that I care. And truth be told, it's pretty similar to how I pastor, but I learn from them too that I gain so much from those relationships and I have such joy in being with them as well. You may do something completely different, right? Others volunteer at or for their church, read with children, build houses, work in food pantries, teach English as a second language, organize clothes for women to wear at job interviews. You may donate blood or any other number of things to show care. Like I said at the beginning, we have all different vocations, paid and unpaid, and that's a good thing. The world and the people needs all kinds of skills and gifts to show care. In any of these vocations, there may be times when you have reduced ability or capacity. While you're in the years of raising a child or in the training program, you may not have as much time or energy to volunteer. Or when you're sick or injured, you may not be able to do much of anything. At these moments, it's so crucial to remember that while our work is meaningful and impactful, it's not who we are, right? Our identity comes from God. We are first and foremost children of God. There's nothing about who we are, what we do or don't do, or what we experience that can change that. And that's the truth that the Madrigal family comes to learn through the story of Encanto too. They realize that they matter to each other because of their relationship as family members, not because of what they do. They are family members before they are animal tamers, future seers, or donkey lifters. In the final song, the grandmother is able to be able to say, the miracle is you, not some gift. The miracle is you. You, my friend, matter to God and are seen by God, where you are, who you are, and how you are. You are loved fully and completely. The same is true for me and each person. The love that God shares with us We are then called to share with the world, with friends and family, with strangers and neighbors, with creatures and plants. We care together with God and with each other for all that is around us. A Prayer for Caring Dear God, caring is hard. Caring for myself and those in my life is exhausting. Yet I know it's how we survive and how we just might even thrive. Give me compassion to care tenderly for myself and those I love. Give me strength to care for those I encounter at work. Give me courage to care for those who are experiencing injustice. At the beginning and end of each day, help me to remember, no matter what I do or don't do, I'm yours, even when I can't or don't care at all. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. We hope you experienced God's love for you and the world in today's episode. I've got another Save the Date for you. On Sunday, September 10th, All Places Together will be joining with Technicolor Ministries from Texas for God's Work Our Hands Day of Service. God's Work Our Hands is a special day of service and giving that our national church-wide body does each year. With Technicolor, we're doing an online event to support the trans community. We'll have a guest with us to teach us about writing letters to our elected officials to show our support for our trans sibling, and we'll also have the chance to make cards of affirmation and celebration for LGBTQIA community centers to share. We'll gather at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll have a sign-up sheet ready soon, but please save the date and invite a friend. Thanks to everyone who has already signed up for our August Zoom communion on August 21st. The link is live on socials. It's in the bio, on Instagram, and pinned at the top of the page on Facebook. So please take a moment to hop over and sign up in order to get the Zoom link. We'll gather at 8 p.m. Eastern. And guys, we're going to be gathering each third Monday of the month. So please feel free to set up a recurring event in your calendar so that you can be sure to join us. And whether you've listened to every episode or just one, there's a place for you ready at the table. I hope to see you there. A big thank you to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Being church together is so important. Thank you to those who give financially to support the ongoing work of all places together. If you'd like to make a gift, you can go to our website, allplacestogether.org. Scroll to the bottom and click the button that says Give Now. You'll be redirected to our giving platform from there. You can set up one-time gifts or also recurring donations from that page. Until next time, remember that God is with you and sees you, wherever, whoever, and however you are.